Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Unshackled Liberty. I'm Q, the abolitionist. What's up? It's Crypto Gumbo. We have a guest. Our guest is Control Pew. What's up, buddy? Howdy, howdy. How's it so, going? Control great, Pew, man. Pew, Pew, You tell me, man. You're the Pew, star of the show. We're, hey, we're, hey. <laughs> we're psyched to have you here. We're going to be talking about, as you can guess, by having Control Pew on, we're going to be talking about 3D printed homemade GATs and, uh, and you know, all the stuff that kind of goes with that. So that's going to be what we talk about. Um, here in a bit as soon as we get this intro done i've got a you know gumbo i got a sore shoulder did i tell you about this sore shoulder no you didn't i, I jacked myself up dude so last week uh right after we recorded um our show uh i went to jujitsu practice you got you know, wrangled in the ju- jujitsu gym so dude i guess so, so jacked up so you know i started doing jujitsu probably about a month ago now right and i did it to complement my weight training um and, uh, and so my son, he's in karate and jujitsu and I want it to be something when he gets older, something we can do together. And, um, all of a sudden after class, I went to towel off. My arm was fine. Everything was fine. But then when I went to wipe my face down with a towel, my shoulder, there was like an immense pain all through my shoulder. And I'm convinced, or I was convinced that I tore my ACL mm. and, and I don't know what really happened. I have to, I went to the doctor uh, he told me I didn't tear, tear my ACL. He said, there's something with the AC joint that might be strained. Uh, then I went, and I got an x-ray. So I'm waiting for results on that. Um, but I haven't done anything for a week. I haven't done any weights. I haven't done any, any jujitsu or anything. And that was when we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? That was it last week. Here I am messing this up. No, I'm just saying like every man needs a rest sometimes. And at least you didn't do it playing golf. So you're good. See, Yeah. I didn't do a playing golf. It was the golf injury that made me go into jujitsu. How dumb was that? <laughs> well, so, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're, you're, you're all right. So I, uh, I'm sitting around. I'm not doing anything. I feel like I'm already getting fat again. You know, my tummy is getting softer than it's like, it's pudgy. I feel like what's up tubalard. What I know, doing? dude, no, I'm sensitive. <laughs> no, don't. So how are you doing? Control pew. Well, or you, oh, or that for me? yeah, anybody. Yeah. So that's what's going on in my life. That's that's how dumb Q is right now. So, anybody, anybody got done something done they're, they're dealing with? Well, I mean, I got so I got laid off, moved halfway across the country, started a gun company, now worth printing guns full time. Brother, you it's, got it's, laid off. Living, I'm living hey, the dream. <laughs> y'all's, y'all's mistakes sound so cool compared to mine. I'm just right? doing regular stuff, nothing big. <laughs> what am I doing wrong, man? Like, I'm such a loser. You need to go do right? something. Go get it. I need to print some guns. Go do I, some I need to print some guns and do jujitsu. Yeah, you do. 100%. 100%. So, well, all right, buddy. Without further, without further delay. Here's yeah. So we've got Control Pew with us today. We're going to be talking about 
plastic gats, homemade gats, guns. What do you call? So is it gat? Right. That's just a fun dumb 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 name from when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. You know. So uh, I, I like to refer to them as squirt guns. You know, squirt. About it. Yeah, we're we're squirting. We're we're taking this thing and we're squirting it through this other thing to make you know this cool looking gun. I love so it. I like squirt guns. Nothing. Right. Exactly. That's cool, I mean, man. You can't have this you know technolo- technological revolution without a little bit of whimsy. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's, it's all whimsy, right? Until. Yeah. Right Somebody, until some yeah. until, until some agent kicks down your door and then <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not whimsy anymore. That's for sure. It swiftly stops being whimsy. Are you ever concerned? So since I guess we're going to jump right into it, are you ever concerned about that? Do you ever? Get- oh, I mean a little. It's I guess here's the the critical feature that like people forget is that it is still entirely legal to manufacture your own firearms. Yeah, per, maybe, for personal maybe, use. Maybe in your neighborhood. Right. Well, in my neighborhood, yeah, you know, yeah. there are there are places that have made it more difficult. Um, I know California has a this weird rule about you have to serialize some block with some number that they give you. You can't even then, get uh, you can't even get a polymer eighty. Um, so right. So I know we're talking about three D printed guns and polymer eighty kits are not the same thing clearly, but mm-hmm. you know the eighty percent kits, right? You can get yep. uh, in Sandy. I'm sorry derailing this but uh <laughs> san diego county where i live you can get the mm-hmm. uh an 80 percent ar lower you right. can get a, a polymer 80 handgun lower 80 percent, right uh, but mm-hmm. you can't get the polymer 80 ar lower because there's nowhere on that to engrave a serial number and technically though i don't know how many people are enforcing it technically even the polymer 80 handgun lowers that little plate that's on the bottom right. isn't big enough for the California issued serial number to fit on. Hmm. So it's like, it's as if the state, well, I mean, we know this already. It's as right. if the state is intentionally making it, making you into a felon, you know, when right. you, you know, so yeah. you have this, you have this gun that you want to turn into an 80% kit or you have this 80% kit you want to turn into a gun, I should say. And even if you do the right thing and you go to the department of justice and get your serial number, and then you take it back to some engraver, to in- install the serial number, he'll never be able to install the serial number because right. it's not big enough. So then you're faced with a dilemma. Do I finish the kit or do I not finish the kit? Now, of course, you know, I would never recommend anybody break the law, but that's right. up to you. You know, you have to make that decision yourself. But will say the, the fun thing yeah. that I learned is that, you know, metal gets hot when you put it in a blowtorch and plastic likes to melt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I did this on the, uh, the, the Shush Puppy suppressor I designed ages ago. Uh, where I just took some steel and I little like stamping kit in my garage and I stamped out the serial number that I had to put on it for my uh, form four because it's an NFI item. So I had to go register it with the state and uh, the feds and do all this other paperwork and background checks and special garbage. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I just went into the garage and I stamped it on this little strip of metal about, you know, a quarter inch tall and like inch and a half wide. And then wow. I took it into a blood torch and just set it into the side. Uh, with like a pair of pliers interesting so you know solution for i guess for you can figure, you figure something out yeah where there's yeah. a will right. there's a way absolutely if, if, yeah. you know it's it's all like you, you when you, this whole uh firearm building thing is designed to get people into this sort of craftsman kind of mind yeah where they're just thinking about these things like just base objects and then molding them into whatever they want 
I love and it's all it's yeah. all just craftsmanship at the at, at its core. It's yeah. Look into the world, look at what you have, and then make something else. It's the macaroni noodle necklace from yeah. when you were in kindergarten. <laughs> except, Explode, except expanded yeah. expanded out to adulthood with cooler stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. it's the ultimate oh, man, I, have the, I have the Cheerio necklace. That sounds <laughs> so much cooler. Well, the Cheerios necklace is still edible and it's yeah, like that's okay. True. That's true. So. Yeah. So 3D printed guns. Let's um so what's the la- so what's the latest and greatest you got out that you what's the stuff you can talk about? Because I well, know you're always you're always working some kind of something is always under there, the covers. There's always, always something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you um, talk about now? I guess I mean currently uh there there are I guess we should start with there are a couple different lines of 3D printed guns. Yeah. There's stuff that uses existing firearm parts. There's stuff that's completely scratch built like the FGC9. There's stuff that's mostly printed like your Songbird uh, Songbird pistols, which are mm-hmm. they're, they're generally they're they're almost entirely 3D printed uh, with like a common nail for a firing pin. Uh, it's it's as DIY as you can make it. Whilst it it meets the minimum qualification for being a firearm, let me put it that way. Okay. Um, they're so usually that's, single you said shot. That's the, song, usually... the Songbird, right? That songbird, would be yep. something like a Liberator or something like that. Yeah, it, it's all in that same vein. Um, so there are there's uh, people working on making the Songbird, uh, taking that base design and expanding it into more calibers. So you have mm-hmm. like a 410 shotgun Songbird. Uh, somebody tried to do a 12 gauge Songbird and that didn't it, it didn't go well. I could imagine um, that this was nothing. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing left. Yeah, yeah, there it. Yeah, so, <laughs> like we're, and you know, to be honest, it's trying to take a lot of force and putting it inside this material. Yeah, that's really not optimal to deal with that level of force. So, yeah, but, it. it, it but, but people are experimenting. This is the 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 fun thing because the, song, never... the songbird, notwithstanding, most of these firearms, all of your all the parts that go boom are still basically steel parts, right? Like right, right. Like you, you know, all the stuff that goes, you know, click and bang. Yep. Where the explosion happens, where the where the pressure builds is all steel. And I keep I keep wanting to part, grab right? stuff off my workbench because it's uh like we're on video, but it's not gonna yeah. get out of the pump, yeah. so it doesn't matter if I point at something. But you can well, yeah. so I mean, if it helps you, if it helps you with the conversation, we're we're here, we can see it, but it, it won't be released right. video. Um, no, so like this is the this is a 16 inch FGC9 barrel. Okay, it's still, it's still a steel barrel. It's still DIYable. Um, you know, you've got common bushings and then your steel core of a specific outer diameter and what that's is that? it. so that's a, so the fgc9 uh is like basically f gun control nine millimeter right that's yep. that's what yep. that means and uh and it's a it's a 100 homemade uh right. firearm that is not made from any firearm parts right right so, so you, what so you 3d print i'm just i'm so you 3d print like like basically everything with the exception of the parts that go boom Right. And so what are the parts that go boom made out of? What is that? So the bolt and the barrel are both made out of steel. Um, okay. Steel is, is is preferred, but there's a couple options listed in the uh, the build guide yeah. uh, for it. And uh, basically, they've simplified the geometry for those parts as much as they can to make it really accessible for someone to build in their home or garage or you know tiny apartment somewhere um they've minimized the number of tools you need the specialized tooling that you need to build gun things so it's able to be done with common tools um so you know a hundred dollars in parts uh a bandsaw is going to be your most expensive 
you know, thing to buy maybe a welder that you can get for 50 bucks at Harbor Freight uh, or whatever your local discount some, tour, some tool Chinese store made is. welding machine. Right. Amazon, <laughs> go to Amazon, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but um, so stuff like that uh, is your, your basic common tools. And then all of the complex parts, all the complex geometry to fit everything together is done with 3d printing. So, mm. and 3d printing is, is, like you, you, we're taking plastic and we're molding it into whatever shape we want. And it, these are these are geometries that would take you know hundreds of hours and specialized tooling and equipment to make in a shop at a traditional shop. But it's a trivial matter with the way three D printing works. And so, so cool. yeah, it it, it, it comes back with the cost and everything. I mean, just everything comes down, and we're st mm. you're still able to build an FGC nine despite everything else going on in the world for about 500 bucks if including the 3d printer yeah so i bought i bought a uh an ender 3 i think a couple years ago that i still mm -hmm. use and have fun with and me and my son we play around with it we you know there's i made a you know 3d printing is such a fun little thing to do anyway even outside outside of the right i mean i would never do anything illegal right but outside of that there's still a lot of fun stuff to do i made a exoskeleton hand Mm -hmm. uh for him it was kind of cool it had claws and everything else he put it on his wrist and he was walking around his hand was like 10 you know like <laughs> like his fingers right his fingers i, I, I were want huge. one of those man and he, and he, and he right? was like doing this and he would grab things and his hand was gigantic because of, and they had all these little <laughs> rings that were attached to his fingers and so we you know printed it all up and then put together these little screws and whatnot and, and right. because of the rings that were that were attached to the digits the rings went right over his fingers at each you know, at each knuckle, right? So mm -hmm. each finger had three rings on it, and then each ring extended out to another part of the of the exoskeleton, and it was just like this giant claw hand that he had on mm -hmm. each on each hand, and that was fun <laughs> to do. And we've done we've done boomerangs and frisbees, and you know, yep. you know stuff like that. And you know, it's just a lot of good stuff out there to play with on the three D printer. Um, and then, of course, you can always do do the other stuff if you wanted to, which is what we're talking about today. So that's, that's sort of the 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 joy of three D printing is it's such a cheap machine yeah. that and it, and it enables you to do so much mm -hmm. that it's any wonder why there isn't one in every home, why it isn't as common as yeah. the microwave at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so then with the with the, so I I use the Ender three, and I think the last time we talked that was kind of the uh, the kind of the go to starting entry level machine yep. is that is that still kind of the case or is there a better one uh, out there pretty much i mean the ender 3 is got is still has the largest uh community of people behind it so mm -hmm. just the, because the way these companies work there's no like i'm gonna call creality support to, to to talk to them about the ender 3 it's you're turning to an open source community of people who have just tinkered with this thing to no end yeah uh and they'll and they'll generally help you through your problems and that's sort of just how it works. Um, but the Ender 3 is still the largest community on the internet uh, with people who are willing to help and, and, and work with stuff. It's the most commonly copied 3D printer okay. um, in the planet. So there are there are 100 other Chinese 3D printer companies and a, a, a dozen or so domestic ones that are manufacturing copies of the Ender 3. And oh, wow. they're, all, they're all pretty well the same. I wonder um, if I do have an Ender 3 or if I have a knockoff. <laughs> even odds it, it man. works man it doesn't matter <laughs> i guess it doesn't matter it works yeah right as long yeah. as it works yeah. um the uh the ender 5 uh ender 5 pro is another good one um uh, if you if you want to spend a little more it's a little bit better of a system just in general yeah um but it's also more expensive so it's kind of sort of the trade-up 
Um, it's I think last retail was like 350 400 for the Ender 5 Pro. Wow. Okay. So it's not a lot more expensive, but it's just enough yeah. that maybe it's not in someone's budget. What's the Ender 3 going for these days? Because I think it was like 250 maybe when I bought it. It was maybe even under $200. $200. Right. The, yeah, the price okay. crashed a little bit ago, but it's back to like 230 now. Okay. They were they hit 200 um, back in like December last year. Okay. So. Yeah, I've had it for a little while longer than that. Um, Blame it on COVID. Right. So, so what is what's one of the what's your favorite thing that you that you that you've developed? The favorite your favorite thing. Hmm. That you can talk about. That you can. I know you. Like I said, you right. got some things in the works. You can bring. Well, that. We can talk about some of the stuff you got under 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 wraps right now. If you want, if you want to make this grand reveal, no, I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. It's too kidding. early. Uh, people will kidding. lose their minds. But no. So uh, right now, current dev is the the Tac Nine, which is, I guess I showed you guys a little bit ago. But we're looking at this. This is a modernized take on the Tech Nine. Okay. Uh, uses AR fire controls instead of the the traditional Tech Nine striker. Um, but otherwise, it's it's a it's a much updated, lot cleaner, more reliable version of more more reliable Tech Nine for the modern day. That's so cool. And uh, we're printing a, a body for it. Okay. Uh, currently Sweet. in beta, should be releasing maybe a month or so. Cool. What's uh, the so what are the parts? What are the um, is that the barrel? Is that electrochemical machined? Is that another uh, one of those? How, uh, how do you do the barrel? One, no, that's that one's just a, a straight up gun parts you can buy. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, that FGC nine uh, uses that that electrochemical machine barrel, right? Yep. Yep. What is that so process? It's a little bit of voodoo and a little bit of magic and okay. a little bit of chemistry. I'm into um, it. So <laughs> basically, you are rusting out the inside of the barrel in very specific ways to make it the correct bore diameter and and to cut the rifling into it so uh the way the way electric electrochemical machining works is basically salt water is a corrosive uh, substance it will yeah. it will create rust or it will cause metals to rust to oxidize yep. and when you will add electricity to that then you accelerate that process so uh, the the way ECM works is now we're pumping this uh, corrosive liquid through the center of this thing that's going to become your barrel, and you're applying an electrical charge to that, causing it to rust on the inside of the barrel where that corrosive liquid is flowing through it. Faster with yeah, like it, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, very yeah, that's cool, man. And and then you have a. Uh, and then when you get into the rifling, now you have a, a mandrel, you're 3D printing a mandrel and you're embedding some copper wire in the, in the channels of this mandrel and you're pushing that whole thing into the barrel. So now you're forcing this corrosive liquid through those channels and it's rusting out only what's exposed to that channel. So you have this, this sort of, um, well, you're, you're, you're creating, I'm doing a really poor job of no, pattern, you. you're, you're creating you're, a path, a pattern. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're channeling that liquid down this specific path and that creates your rifling in that specific spot and not the whole barrel. It's that's cool. Yeah. So it, it's, cool. it's, a, it's a little bit of voodoo and a little bit of magic. And, uh, and again, this is one of those, like, um, you know, just if, if you're, if you're interested in building the FGC nine, you want to get into it, refer to the build docs because yeah. all of this is, is 
meticulously detailed in that document. It's yeah, it's thick that document. It's, it is yeah, thick. I printed it it's, up. It's thick. I, I print, you know, I print up these things because it's like, okay, I'm going to thumb through it and learn some stuff. And right. maybe I get around to it one day. Maybe I don't. Um, but that electrochemical machining process is, is fascinating. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a mechanic by trade. So a lot of that stuff is very fascinating. You work in the shipyard, yeah, do a right. lot of, do right. a lot of like, you know, work in the shipyard industry. And so we do a lot of welding and a lot of machining and all that stuff. So, um, that kind of See, stuff always kind of stuff built is just fascinating. yeah it's, it, you know it's always tripped my trigger that kind of stuff so to 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 hear something that you can be, you can do something like this in your garage without a lathe yep. without a mill with yep. you know with simple hand tools and how do you what's that thing that they use to control the current the free the 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 uh um a desktop power supply is that what that is this is yeah. i don't know what this is called see see and then being a mechanic uh i'm electricity is magic to me right you start getting into cables and wires and electricity bye i'm one of these righty i'm definitely one of these righty tidy lefty loosey kind of guys you know what i mean so but when you you give me something that's you know you mean i can't see it but it can hurt me so 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 how stoked do you get whenever you see like a video on whatever platform of someone that successfully completed one of your builds and you you watch it in action you're just like does it give you a warm fuzzy at all like are you a little bit yeah i mean it, it's it's I, I to have like so we had all known you know as we were working through the fgc9 uh and i think stark put it best when he said you know this will change the world one day right mm-hmm. nobody had, we didn't expect it to see it happen quite so quickly we see fgc9s popping up in myanmar and all over all, all over the world they're they're everywhere um we didn't expect it so quickly. We thought, okay, maybe in like five years, someone will do this somewhere and then they'll use it for, you know, to, 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 to lead their revolution or, or, or something, you know, in, in this part of the world where they're oppressed to the point where they're not able to, to, to own any firearms. It's actually, you know, uh, to, to, to influence their government politically or, yeah. you know, like they're these are these are the this is the the last line for them. They can't do anything else. Yeah. How and do you, so how do you regulate this now? Right. I don't. I don't think you can. You know. I think it's. I mean. But that's 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 the thing that I think a lot of people and maybe we'll dive into something now that's that's mm-hmm. on everybody's minds. The the recent the recent Texas school shooting. What was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, two days th- ago. I think. Two days yeah. ago. Two days ago. I'm sorry. Um, you know. Without standing on the on the graves of the kids, and, and this has been my position on this topic forever, and and I'm not, I don't want to. It's only relevant today because of all the clamoring for gun mm-hmm. control that comes out of any of these events. As tragic as they are, nobody wants to see them happen. Um, there's always going to be. I'm trying to find a way to say it without sounding like I'm poking anybody in the eye because it's not right, you know. Right. Um, the kids died. Yeah. And then and then and then that's 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 tragic. It's terrible. I'm father. I don't want you know that to happen to anybody's kids, right? Um and then inevitably they'll take this opportunity to to bang the drum for tighter tighter controls um on firearms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um as if they don't understand that that they've already that they've lost the debate, right? So I think was it Cody Wilson said that on TV one time or on a, on a, on an interview. Um, maybe. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who yeah. it was, but I remember. Yeah. And that. I, you know, yeah. I don't, you know, and you know, the debate's over. Gun control argument is dead. 
Um, mm -hmm. When you see this, what's going on now with 3D printing um, in your own garage, in your own, you know, extra bedroom, in a large closet, in the kitchen, on the kitchen table, wherever you choose to set up this relatively small machine mm -hmm. and hit print, you know, um, you're, yeah, sticking, I, I you're, sticking, you're sticking it to gun control, right? And right. I know you're not a political guy, right? I get no, it. No, I, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. how they would step in to regulate it um, because it's, it's nearly impossible for the government to regulate what you are doing in your home, mm -hmm. right? They can regulate what you can buy, what's for sale on the market because there are endless records and monetary transactions. What they can't do, what is what not what they can't do what's immensely difficult to do is what you're doing in your home what you you know decide to yeah. do in your kitchen or in your spare bedroom or in your garage whatever yeah. your hobby may be yeah when, you're when, you're doors miles, right? when the door's closed yeah right you know it, it's it's akin to regulating home machine shops and your your home your garage mechanic you know if uh or okay think about it Every, everybody's got knows somebody some uncle some dad some grandpa some some person family friend who's just a craftsman they they're in their garage tinkering with stuff be it old cars woodworking model airplanes yes. yep. computers yep. uh you know i i know shortwave radio whatever it right. might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i i know a hundred people who run server farms in their basement you know what i mean and not for yeah. anything like any anything politically motivated or anything else they just like tech and so they have a lot of it. You know, it's it's akin to regulating all of that, except it's more difficult because this doesn't really involve buying anything, you know, innocuous or or mm -hmm. or or hazardous even. Yeah. I mean, the 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 hardest part of the FGC9, making the bolt, making the barrel, is accomplished by a a desktop power supply, which is $50 on Amazon. Uh <laughs> a, 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 an arc welder which is $50 on Amazon and <laughs> uh, salt water which is like five bucks at your grocery store yeah so I, it's it's so cheap and such ubiquitous parts it, what are you going to do you know it, it's like you say in order to regulate it our politicians are going to have to get immensely creative yeah and they're not good at that in the first place I yeah. think there was a crime committed or maybe it wasn't a crime committed Maybe this is, I don't know. Um, it's, I seem to remember something in the news in, in Los Angeles County. They, they arrested a guy who actually had an FGC nine mm -hmm. in possession. Um, do you remember that? Was that in LA? I, I recall hearing something about it. I don't, I think LA County. I don't know if it was LA proper. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard about that, I, I mean, I thought, I mean, okay. So part of me was like, well, bummer dude got caught. Right. You know? And then, but then the other part of me is like, that's cool. He got caught. And right. like, and like he got caught. So how many other people are just walking around with this 3d printed piece that nobody knows about, right? Like yeah. this is this. And, and I mean, you know, I, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this position, but I, I'm used to it by now. It, mm -hmm. You know, if everybody's, you know, I'm that guy, if everybody's armed, it's a polite society, right? You right. know? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, um, I think a lot of, a lot of people question my politics on everything. And I guess I'll just try and sum it up here is, I believe in the world there are more good people than bad. So we can only be better off if all of the good people are armed. The problem being we can't tell who's good and who's bad. So you have to assume because we're all free men and women and whatever. Um, you got it right. 
that, that we should all have the right to do that, to, to be armed until we're not anymore. Right. Mm, yeah, and that, that yeah. usually involves, and I guess what I would imagine that being is like the, the and this is, this is my utopia. So I'm, you know, it, it's bound to fail. I, I understand the utopian fallacy argument. So, uh, you know, is that, that we're all armed until someone does something so stupid that they're dead and then they're not armed anymore. Yep. True. That's true. And, yep. and not to mention that the ones who want to ratchet down on everyone, they're the ones with the armed guards that right. are, that are guild to the teeth with uh, <laughs> everything that is offered to those yep. sorts of people, you know? So yeah. it, it drives me insane because uh, <laughs> it's the embodiment of the, the, of the, Oh, I'll just have someone else do it problem that we see with like mm-hmm. mom's demand and everyone else yep. is they're never, they're never willing to themselves come knock on my door and say, Hey, can I have your Glock? Uh, it's always okay. Well, we're gonna pass a law and then send a bunch of cops. Yeah, they're gonna outsource that, right? Yeah, and so it's yeah. never, it's never ever them themselves who are willing to put themselves on the line to come and do the thing that they're desiring. Oh, that's yeah, and another, another thing that's that's crazy to me is like you know originally I, I come to Florida by way of Hawaii. I was there for like thirteen years, but I'm from the south. I'm from Louisiana, right? So. I grew up guns are normal. Like everybody hunts, everybody fish is going fishing. Everybody has four wheelers and side by sides and, and guns are normal. And it's like, why would you not have one? Especially right. because you might need it. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, but I guess if you're born in an urban setting right. and, and that was Even, taken away from you, I, I don't right. know. I don't, I don't get if, that. If you never had it and you never had exposure to it, you never understood the utility of it. Because there was yeah. always, you were always told, just call someone else. Don't handle it yourself. Call the police. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's horrible for the brain, it, it, you know. Right, and it, it's it's just it's just indoctrin- indoctrination. Yes, I think. yes, it is. You know, I was that way for a long time. It, it took me until I was like, like I've always liked guns. They were always interesting to me. But I was like, I, I, you know, especially when I was like a teenager, when I was young, it was always, well, I don't need a gun, right? I lived in a small town in the, in the middle of Iowa, in the middle of Nebraska, in the Midwest, where, where like, you know, your neighbors, you know, I was yeah. never, I was, I never had a moment in my youth where I was like, I need a gun, you know, but then I, I turned, I turned 17, I enlisted and I was like, oh, okay, well, now I have a gun. Cool. Guns are cool. I like them. Um, and then I deployed. And I was like, oh okay, well, now I need a gun. Yeah. And then I come back and I was living in LA for a while and I was like, okay, so I live here, but I can't have a gun. But odd, I'm, odd, more right? likely, okay, I'm more likely to get shot and killed here than I was in like Iraq. So yeah, yeah it, was, it did. It, it, it sort of broke my brain a little bit and I sort of realized, okay, this is probably not great. Um, so yeah, out of the army, <laughs> bought a gun. <laughs> That's good, good. That's a good way to look at it. That's good. Yeah. And you're right. You're probably more likely to get shot in these places than, than, you know, some of the places overseas that we've been to, you know, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, so you guys, did I see something you guys printed a, uh, or there's a, there's a file out to print a, um, a silencer. Uh, yeah. That, so how does that work? there, yeah. there are many, uh, there, there are a few, I did one. So the first ones were done with, by a guy named Cade Cad. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Cade Cad did. Uh, it was printable baffles um, mm. that you would put in your like a like a 
the tube from a, a like solvent a trap kit okay, yeah, or a flashlight. Like a mag light or something. Yeah, something of a specific internal diameter. And you could stack these baffles together and you would have a workable silencer. Um, the next one, the one I did was the, the Shush Puppy, where it was almost the, the entire body was 3D printed. <laughs> I love the stupid name, too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, again, it, it's what I said earlier. It, it's all about it, you can't have a, a meaningful revolution without whimsy. Yeah. Right? Settle down, Shush Puppy. Settle down. Right. You know, and then when the when the politicians talk about you and they name your projects by name, they're like, "Oh yeah, they did the shush puppy. He's guilty." And they wait, hold on, the what? You know, the whole jury is will be yeah. sitting there like, "Hang on, put that in print, shush yeah. puppy." Wait, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever. But you put know, put that so on the court it, documents. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the shush puppy. It's an entirely three D printed body. Uh, it uses uh, well, the it's got the outer shell and the baffles that you're using to like break up the, the gases coming mm -hmm. out are, uh, are integral. So there it's one piece. Um, so you can easily replace them when they break because they will wear out because uh, there's a lot of heat and stuff coming out of yeah. the end of a muzzle. It will erode the plastic. And then the whole thing, you can stack as many of those baffles together as you want. The whole thing is held together by quarter inch threaded rod and some nuts. Okay. And so it's heavy as uh, sorry <laughs> it's heavy yeah, but uh yeah but uh you can you can you can reliably stick it on the end of like a, a pcc or something with a, a barrel that doesn't move like the fgc9 uh and have a suppressed firearm that's cool man and so how long how many rounds typically does that does that uh survive before you have to reprint and that's the uh, i guess that's the beauty of these things is is there maybe they are semi-disposable Right. Yeah. There's some key components like you probably keep that threaded rod for a while and all that other stuff. There's some key components right. that you can just go move on to the next print. But yep. You know. Uh, I mean, it's gonna break and the... then you just hit print again, right? Right. For, for the, <laughs> the federalities uh, are coming. Toss it in the fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. For for the for the wear parts the on the uh, for the wear parts, they're about twenty dollars. It was about a, a roll of filament. Uh oh. Yeah. A, a roll of filament. Um to make the whole suppressor. Um, so it's about 20 bucks and then another buck or two in threaded rods and nuts. And uh, you're, you're good to go. And now you're um, a felon. Good job. Right. And then yeah. of course you need to pay the government $200 for your, and it's a bit of form four for your, your tax stamp. And then yep. you need to, you know, properly affix your serial number onto the device. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. And do all that before you hit print. Right. Before you print it. Before yeah. you critical, hit print. Critical yeah. detail. Critical thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do all that before before you print. You don't want anybody to get in trouble by the man, right? So, so that's cool. So, did you say how many rounds you expected? Oh, uh, I put two thousand of uh, nine millimeter through mine before I got bored and decided to stick it on the end of an AR fifteen, uh, mm. and then I put thirty rounds through that, and then it died. Um, the as as the, it may the, do, yeah. right? The 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 gases coming out of the end of the barrel there. Um, eroded one of the seals between the, the the baffles and just went and gassed out it didn't actually explode i uh, just vented all of the gas out and made some little melted some holes in the side tell me you caught so, that on video did you get that on video uh it, it's on video somewhere it was it was okay. right before i moved so it's it's somewhere on my computer i haven't found buried, it yet. buried somewhere yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Link. but it's it's for what you for what it was designed to do and then what it died to it was it survived a lot of abuse mm. um that's neat, man. And it, and it's simple. So now you, when you have your, you have your, uh, um, 
you have the code, you need another mm-hmm. one, you print another yeah. one. So you said it was about a whole roll of filament roughly to create that. How long was the print? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably about a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people might not quite understand is um, when you're printing firearms, firearm parts, mm-hmm. allegedly, you, it takes a while. You know, yeah, it's not like, bit. yeah, it does. It's not like you, you know, the, people think, oh, he, he could get, he can make a gun in, in an hour or two. No, this is, right. it's, this is a process. You're looking at a half a day. It's a systemic, <laughs> you know, it's a systematic right. thing that you're kind of going through and then you got to assemble it and you have to have some level of craftsmanship. It's not like any old monkey can just make a gun in his garage. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Maybe. Soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, I mean, it takes, it takes a little bit of know-how and it takes some mm-hmm. time and it takes, you know, you got to hunt out, hunt out the right, the right, uh, you know, the right files and, you know, and code and whatnot, run it through the slicer, get it all set up, put it on your thumb drive, transfer it over to the printer, you know, dial it up, hit print, wait the 18 hours until it's ready to go, you know, and then, and then you find out in the, in the night, you know, the, in the 17th hour, right. Your kid bumped the table and you have to start over, <laughs> you know? So, oh yeah. You know, it's not like, it's not like you hit print on your, on your HP, you know, laser jet desktop printer. And, you know, and within five seconds, here comes a fully functional Glock. Right. So, yeah. It's, and it's funny because I have more problems with my regular printer, my, my, my Epson, whatever that I have. <laughs> with any of my 3D yeah, no, it's, it's constant network problems, printer error, printer offline. My 3d yeah. printers just run. You don't get, your, <laughs> you don't get, you don't get the PC load letter. Right. Uh, How do I connect this thing to my printer again? Right. It takes you 30 minutes. I took when I bought when I bought the Ender 3, it took me it took me a little while to get it up and running. Mm -hmm. But once I got it dialed in, I got the belts tight, I got uh the the bed leveled, um and and at the right height, you know, there's that there you got the that gap that you have to have from the nozzle. Um it does it runs like a song like a top or whatever you want to say it just it just runs yep. and uh when i moved from hawaii to san diego kind of had to go through that whole thing again mm-hmm. you know obviously but okay. it does it just runs and it runs and the, the worst thing i've ever had the biggest problem i ever had with that was when i got it brand new and everything i was printing was like just not adhering mm-hmm. and that was you know obviously like the layers for anybody who's never 3d printed anything is basically like uh first you take a code you run it through the slicer right and what that does it takes this design this 3d shape and it cuts it into like think of like bologna right and it takes like these little bologna slices and then and that's what you load into your printer that code is is sliced out run and put into your printer and when you hit print the printer actually takes that melted filament that plastic and we use PLA plus, but I know there's a lot of different, there, there's, there are a lot of different filaments out there for different uses, many, but many. yeah, um, I use PLA plus and it seems to be a pretty simple, easy thing. And it just prints one layer at a time. Right. And I and was a, having a easy, problem. Yeah. An easy way to think about it when it prints one layer at a time is think about it. If you had like, you had that stack of bologna, right. That you mm-hmm. cut off the slicer. And then now you have to draw each slice of bologna by hand on a piece of paper yeah. and then you grab a new sheet of paper and you do it again. You draw the next slice and yep. you grab another piece of paper. You draw the next slice. Yeah. And you're, you, that's what your printer is doing through that whole, whole log of baloney, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know, and it's weird to say it like that, but that was the that was the easiest way I understood when I saw what the slicer did. I was like, ah, yep. It's like it's like a salami. It's like yeah. you know, each piece, each slice is a layer of the on the printer, and and so I was having problems with it adhering. It wasn't adhering, and it turns out my belts weren't tight. And that was mm. operator error, hundred percent. But like I said, once I got it dialed in, a couple YouTube videos, you know, a couple like, you know, you know, why is it not working? Yeah, there was a uh, there was a Discord. Were you on Discord for a while? Ah, uh, yes. Yep, yeah. still am. Still have okay. a Discord. All right, and and so I think I went in there and asked a couple questions. I got yelled at by a couple. Yeah, of I others. remember that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, <laughs> you got in trouble. I did. Well, so the dumb thing, I, I don't know, you know, like so any other community, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all. I hate to say it like this. You you have gatekeepers, right? And, yeah. and not that anybody's like necessarily like uh, um, employed to be a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. But you got your veterans that are going to kind of like guard the right. community a little bit. And you, mm-hmm. and you, and after a while you kind of respect that, but when you're noob and you're trying to learn some stuff, you don't like <laughs> those guys, man. You know, <laughs> and, and I, remember, I don't even remember what it was, but there was a guy there that just let me have it. And it, it just, I made, it made me feel so stupid. I, I think name, I, I think I got his a name control you. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. I, I think I, 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 I got the guy's a prick because you and yeah. I were already we're already. I don't know if you remember this, but you and I were already kind of DMing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you get a million people that ask you these questions, right? So, oh, yeah. so it's, it's okay constant. if you don't remember, and that's fine. But we were already DMing back and forth, and you're already helping me through the process. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Discord, or and uh, <laughs> or maybe it was a keybase. It doesn't matter. It was one of those other one of those yeah. little, little, little little groups, and I got right. filleted. I Look, so I what I did. Q yeah. hit me up and he's like, dude, I just got, I just got lit up, man. I was like, what happened? Nice. He's like, I did this and that. And th- they just attacked me. I, I was right. ambushed. Well, yeah. So I put a, I put a video up of what I was doing saying, what's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they, they, they lit in to be pretty good about the video and, and how dumb I was for doing it. And, right. you know, operational <laughs> security and all this other stuff. And, oh, and so God. then, so I wasn't doing anything wrong necessarily, technically right. illegal. But it was the it was the the message sent, message received that right. that, that this community, if you're going to ask for help, <laughs> uh, is willing to help. But make sure you have like just be tight. And be, right. You know, be, there, there's, yeah. With yeah. with anything, there's a learning curve, and with the three yeah. D 3D, 3D printed guns, like if you're stepping into three D printing and want to learn guns, it's doable. But you've got a you've got a steep hill to climb there. Yeah. And so. You know, we're like, I think the expectation, expectation, I guess, in the early days was like, we're looking, uh, it was people who were already printing, and then wanting to get into printing guns. So there was that expectation of like, you need a a baseline of knowledge on how to be a good printer. And no one quite knew how to cultivate that. And I came from the other direction. I'm a gun guy. I like firearms. I've always liked firearms. I'm a rifleman. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed that, that, that world my whole life safely and, and with, mm-hmm. with a high level of responsibility and I don't take it lightly. And I think I consider it part of my culture. Um, so I came in as a gun guy mm-hmm. trying to learn how to print. And so that right. was, <laughs> right. I was not a printer. Yeah, well, you, know what you, I mean? you, like, you yeah, defied yeah. the expectations yeah, from yeah. most of the people in the community. Cause most of the people were, were tech people and they're like, Oh, yeah, Hey, yeah. they're printing guns. I kind of like guns. Yeah. Let's, let's learn about guns. You know, where isn't that it, interesting of, that the crowd, the crowd that it draws, right? Because right. Get, oh, it's, it's all kinds. Yeah. I, I have yeah, a question it, for you. Um, oh yeah, good. So two part, how did you stumble into the printing thing? And then once you got moving, I know what you, 
we have haters. You have haters, but Many. I'm not talking about that layer of haters. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones within the communities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Can you, can you go there a little bit? Well, I guess I got started. So uh, I had watched um, I, I watched the rise of early 3D printing uh, when I was in the military still. You know, we're, we're getting ready to separate, and I was always a tech guy. So I'm like, okay, 3D printing is kind of cool because I understood that, like, it was – you're just able to make any 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 shape the more complicated you know the more complicated the shape the more fitting it was for 3d printing to to like apply as as a way to make it and i had spent my time in the military as an armorer so i learned all about the guns that i don't get to play with anymore mm -hmm. um and all of the intricate intricate mechanisms that make guns guns all of like the the clockworks mm -hmm. and then and like, i think that's can I jump in? I don't want to, I'm yeah, trying to catch ahead, up, but I want to, that, that's the point I think is missing in the, in the dialogue uh, mm -hmm. in, in the, in the public sphere, right. In is, is like, you're talking about the intricacies of a firearm. Now mm -hmm. it's a very complex mechanism, yeah. you know, to make a gun fire, um, you know, reliably and safely, you know, in the proper direction without, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. And people think that mm -hmm. just, it's just not that it's just, people think it's, they don't realize how, how intricate it is. It's an art right. form. Yeah. So, the, so I think the, that's the missing in the, dis, in the, in the public dialogue, you know, absolutely. And the number of people who've come in from the tech world and have talked to me and be like, look, I printed my first Glock and I didn't know, I didn't realize how weird it was how many weird like things were involved in mm -hmm. the in 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 how a glock is put together and how it's made you know all the weird locking surfaces that fit just right so that eventually after you shoot they'll slip and the the slide will go back and cycle into your round you know that that was the whole it was a mind-blowing experience for them once they understood what was involved and the only re the only way they were able to understand that was by actually going and building it for themselves yeah you know, uh, people coming out of like the high power have, have said the same thing that because the high power is a much more complicated build or the 3011, for example, or the mm -hmm. FGC nine, for example, like they're, they're just be, they're being exposed to a whole nother method of of thing, uh, a, a complete a, a thing that is very different from anything else they've experienced hands on before. And it, it it's sort of unlocking this different way of thinking about 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 things in general about their their general world and how things operate and you know it, it's a whole it's a whole other fascinating technical conversation that mm -hmm. doesn't ever happen because yeah. we're too fixated on as a culture on guns are bad and evil you know versus guns are fine so yeah. it's yeah. it's a whole uh, yeah but it's I don't, I don't even know where to begin with that conversation with most people because they're yeah. just it's just such a foreign frame of reference for for many that's sad and it is because i remember my dad had a had a western he used to love to watch called uh shane mm -hmm. and in the line in the there's a line in that movie um there's a little boy and a mom and and shane is the main character and he's a gunslinger right and uh and i you know it's been a while since i watched the whole movie so i'm sure more, there's more to it but the mom was afraid of the little boy mm -hmm. learning how to use a gun because their guns are bad and that was kind of the point she was trying to make and Shane, the main character, said guns are a tool. They're as good or as bad as the person who uses them, right? And, and I think that's something that, I mean, obviously, it's not a, that's from a Western from right. Shane, 
I don't know how long ago that was that the forties, maybe. 40s. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I remember it's old. Yeah. You know, my dad, my dad is one of these, he'll watch that. He's, you know, he'll still watch that probably three times a week if you let him, you know, but <laughs> nice. uh, that's his favorite movie. So I, of course I remember that. And I remember that scene. Cause like I said, I've always been a gun guy and I'm like, that's it. That's the right thing. Guns are a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. It's as good or as bad as the person who's using it. And just like a shovel or a hammer or a knife yep. or a car, yep. you know, it's like, you know, or a, block of wood you know what i mean like it's, right. it's, it's as good or as, as, as good or as bad as the person who's using it so yeah yeah well that's that's because it's not a uh an inanimate object you know it's it's the the heart of the individual and that's mm-hmm. what that's where the problem is the hearts of the individuals in this country yeah mm-hmm. they, probably because they took god out of everything and and you know you uh that's a that's, that's a that's a huge in, in my opinion that's a huge reason for it for a yeah, lot yeah. of it it is between it is. between god uh the the i guess the war against the church uh yeah. from like the 70s and 60s uh leading into you know single parent households today yeah it is destroyed and, and everything else destroy the family yeah right yeah. Cri- criminalizing everything so that one of the parents likely goes to jail and in in all of these inner city you know households it's 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 a huge problem it is yeah see you are into politics you said I you weren't not to be i <laughs> try not to be i try to avoid it all because it's all cancer it and i totally hate politician is. lizardry it is it's yeah, trash. Oh, yeah. It they, is are, trash. they are lizards the reptilians are among yeah. us yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. so so how competitive is it in your world in the in this i want, I want to call it a game in the in the pl- area in which you operate right in the 3d printed gun space yes um there's a lot of collaboration it's not it's not blood sport. Let me yeah. put it that way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have some rivalries going. Uh, there are some people who absolutely hate us internally as well as externally. And, you know, there, there's a lot of people that that's, that's mutual for, like, you know, but uh, I mean, it's the same with any, everything else. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're designers who generally work for free. And the only takeaway that a lot of us get is, the pride of saying hey look at that thing you yeah. know so I mean, the thing i designed that people are right. using that people are right. creating yeah and i i think from the outside looking in i'm able to answer your question um you know i skirt the edges of this world myself obviously not mm-hmm. all the way into it but like just kind of on the edge on the outside skirting around looking in uh there is a lot of collaboration mm-hmm. um and there is a lot of competition and one of the things i think why i love this space so much even though i i'm very very super novice like small n novice like not even a capital n um is it's the market response right and Mm -hmm. you know me i'm everybody's you know i'm like everybody's favorite armchair you know (laughs) economist right so the uh you it's the market response to to a a problem that was Mm -hmm. that has been created and uh and that you know that create that that problem is gun control and the market response is we're going to get around it and here's how and because of the collaboration and the competition mm-hmm. we're seeing how obsolete government involvement in this world is or at least in this part of the world you know this in this in this sphere of you know firearm control you know and it's not just you know it's obviously 3d printing is part of that too but but there's the uh uh They've got desktop mills out now 
right? Mm-hmm. That that uh, the Ghost Gunner Three is a good example of what you can do with just a piece of aluminum. Mm-hmm. You know, just a piece of aluminum. It's a mill that you can get. Now it's kind of pricey. It's a lot more expensive than a than a three D printer for for twenty five hundred bucks. You can you can get right. this mill that you put on your workbench or your coffee table or wherever, and then you take a take a little block of aluminum, and mm-hmm. you can mill out from a block of aluminum an AR fifteen lower. Right. You can take, you know, and, and, and I'm, and they're, and they're making code to, to upgrade this thing for other stuff too. Like you can do bigger pieces right. and other things and, you know, AR 15s and AK 47s, AR 10s, 1911s, Glocks, yeah. et cetera. Uh, right. So the, the downside but that's, of the but that's way more, is... that's way more pricey. And I'm not, yeah. and, I, and I, and I, and, <laughs> and I'm touching, but I'm touching on that, in that, in that, in that mm-hmm. there is a, there is a natural competition, but natural yep. collaboration, yeah. you know, different, different schools of thought different materials, different methods, all on the same team, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what, I, that's what I've observed from all of this too. Yep. You know, what was the, what were you going to say about the ghost gunner three? I was saying the downs, the biggest downside is just the price. Mm-hmm. It's so, so expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, if you want to do air 15s, it's, it's your bet. Um, you know, if uh, it's, they, 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 they cut a lot of places on the ghost gunner where I'm, I'm generally not, not thrilled about it. Yeah. I wish it was larger. I wish you could actually do a whole AR 15 lower yeah. out of you're doing like a third, the middle third, third, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Just the mm-hmm. fire control pocket and the holes for the sides. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little unfortunate where they wound up with that, but you know, I can only, I can only, you know, talk about it from the sidelines, uh, <laughs> not yeah. being involved in its development. So, um, you know, here's hoping for a, a bigger, better version of it. Yeah. Maybe um, the ghost gunner four is the answer. Maybe, you know, I mean, I, and I don't know what they have in, in development, of course, sim- similar to what you guys have got. You've always got something, something growing in the back that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. And, always. and that, and that's great. And <laughs> we need that. Right. Because, because now you bring out this next thing and it's, Oh, wow. That's another game changer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, wait six more months. We got another one coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. Right. And, and that's, well, that's, that's the, the beautiful thing is even, even given my position in the community, like, I don't know what people are cooking up. There are people who are doing uh, amazing things who just haven't talked to me about it. And I don't know what they're doing. And I'll find out in like three months, one of them will send me a, a message and be like, Hey, this is ready for, for beta testing. And I'll lose my, <laughs> like, what is it? Oh my God. Why did you? <laughs> Right. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm I trying. You, man. Man. <laughs> you're doing a great job. You're doing great. Don't worry about it. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they come out with something new. They tell you, give you a message or give this a rip. Right. Yeah. The first thing I hear about is a message on, on, on the chat. And I'm just like, what, 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 you know? So I just, it's never ending wonder of like, someone's going to come up with something insane. And there are people who are, who are trying things that, you know that that a lot of the other devs just said oh, that's not doable or like they, we they took a pass at it and then gave up because they didn't have time to work on it or work working on other stuff but like you know it, it's it's there are there are like 30,000 people looking at a problem one of them might have a good solution yeah. 50 of them think they have solutions yeah yeah but that's the market right that's how it works yeah <laughs> yep you know and this this is what it's, these a lot, lot of these people who don't understand don't understand a free market response is mm-hmm. you don't have to know. In fact, it's better that you don't because mm-hmm. somebody smarter than you does. Right. And maybe the, they don't know the whole the piece. Time. The maybe solution know, will be yeah, created. You know, they don't know the whole piece. They know this component of the solution. Yeah. And then this other guy knows this component of the solution. And then collaboratively they work together for their, on their own self-interest. Yep. Right. 
and they're each developing their end and then they link together and go, wow, look what we just made. And, and then maybe there's like three or four or five or 12 or a hundred other people that are similarly lined up. And yep. now the market has come together for a solution to a problem. And all yep. it took was a bunch of people acting in their own self-interest to bring something about that has made everybody's lives better. A selfishly, selfishly, but beneficially for everybody. Isn't that crazy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's no, uh, you're, you're <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, cathode, a guy named cathode did a, a bullet casting dies mm. for, for people who can't, who can't buy bullets. And, uh, that whole thing came about because people joined join our chat asking, hey, how do we cast stuff? I want to talk about casting aluminum or some other metal or steel or whatever. And we don't know anything about casting. I don't know anything about casting. So we would just collect these people in this room called general casting. And then six months later, here's they're, they're working on casting bullets. And there are 30 people in there who know a little bit about different parts of casting. And so eventually they put together this guide on how to how to cast bullets I think that's awesome yeah you know? that's, and, and then models cool. and how to print those mo the, those molds and everything else and so yeah. it just it, it grew organically from dumping a bunch of people in a room because we didn't you, know what to do with can, them. can you talk about can, i mean uh, do you i mean this is, uh, this is not a loaded question it's okay if you don't know can you talk about that i'm intrigued in that like like bullets ammo uh, and i'm sure everywhere in the country is like mm -hmm. this but california is ridiculous right so like trying to even get ammo here is sometimes challenging right. um can you, to cast a lead bullet, mm -hmm. the process usually involves like a, you know, you got your, you got your little cauldron thing, your little thing that mm -hmm. you're melting your lead in and then you pour it out right. into, into aluminum, into an aluminum cast. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you three, can you 3d print something that does that? that yeah, seems there like the are heat would some, be, yeah, there would are be some ultra high temperature, uh, print, ah, uh materials filament. you can print with. Yeah. It's a filament. Um, okay. Yeah. They don't last a long time, okay. But you can print with them, and you See? can make you know a dozen or two bullets, um, and then the the I guess electroplating because the uh, there's so your 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 traditional bullets is, has a copper jacket over it that yep. helps sort of hold everything together, as opposed to like your old lead shot from back yep. in the day, and uh, generally like. So they, they figured out how to cast the bullets. They figured out how to electroplate the bullets. So now you have a lead jacket or a copper jacket over your bullets. Yeah. Uh, so now you have basically a one-to-one. -one, well, it, it's not quite a one-to-one -one with your common commercial bullet, but it's not bad. It's not, it's, it's not the ideal solution, but it's pretty good for what you could cook up in your home shop in your garage. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not going to be your, your, you know, your, your defensive rounds, your, hollow points right. but it'll take you can go to the range and, and and have a good time with it yeah yep so big pro next big problems along that line are, are powders and primers mm -hmm. um and that's going to be a lot of chemistry that needs to be done we're still it's been in it's been on the books cooking for a year or two now people have been working on it and you know we there have been some minor minor breakthroughs that i can't really get into because i don't have yeah. the technical detail on them but uh i mean but, they're making progress yeah but the reality is we've we've done this in the stone age before mm -hmm. you know yeah like like and i say stone age loosely of course it's not stone age if you're dealing with fire with right. uh, with you know gunpowder and whatnot but i mean somebody was home making gunpowder before right and, yeah. it, and it, the, it's it's a technology that we've lost because we've gotten too high tech but we right. can rediscover it 
it's it's out there and people can do it and there's yeah there's cookbooks the, for it you just got to find the right the right stuff to put together yeah, you know the uh, the industrial revolution really screwed us over a mm -hmm. lot <laughs> no yeah <laughs> just because right. it took all of these out of like the little bespoke community another another level. reason why another reason why uncle ted was right right <laughs> sorry oh we gained a lot we gained a lot but we lost a lot yeah right yeah. so but yeah it was just, just lost skills and rediscovering them and uh you know, black powder is amazingly easy to work with and easy to make. So yep. people have been working with that a lot. Uh, the Kanzerfaust, the Panzerfaust, the Fliegerfaust. Uh, the, and these are all recoilless type type rifles. Um, the Kanzerfaust being my favorite because it's specifically a soda can launcher. Um, <laughs> specifically and only a soda can launcher. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course. So... Um, you know, and then there's uh, Suckboy Tony is uh, he's made he's made some insane contraption. I don't remember what he called it, but uh, it is an entirely entirely DIY along the same lines of the FGC nine, but easier. And it uses uh, the the ammunition for it is all black powder, caseless, and elect electronically ignited. Wow. So. As far as the, if I'm if I'm understanding the whole thing right, the whole setup right, legally speaking, it's not even a firearm. It's not even a gun. Right. Wow. So caseless, electronic, what was the other part? It's caseless. Caseless, it's electronically electronic black fired. powder. Yep. Wow. Yep. So we've, we've gone so far into gun development that we're not making guns anymore. You're no longer, yeah, that's not even a gun. <laughs> it's just a Roman candle, man. Yeah. Right. It's not even a gun. So Yep, dude. That's yep. so cool, man. That's so cool. Wow, dude. Wild Gum times. Yeah, dude. Gumbo, you got any questions? Anything else? I actually have one. I'm sorry, Gumbo. Hit go. me. Gumbo, you have anything? No, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. But no, I'm good, so, I'm good. so in our in our, I told you we have this little uh, Gumbo and I are both uh, members of this group. This group DM on Twitter uh, mm -hmm. with with a bunch of like uh, you know right leaning liberty-minded anarcho veteran bros sure, sure. and the um ones. yeah the, my favorite people the uh so one of the one of our buddies in the rooftop patriot says uh he's he's looking for he he actually he and i've been going back and forth on this for a while um he wants to 3d print this nvg setup have you heard about this or seen this thing yeah i've seen uh there are a couple different versions floating around or different yeah. models do you, so have you seen anybody put that together or have you done it yourself or, or know of anybody allegedly to complete that? Build? Uh, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it done. Okay. I haven't done it myself yet. Okay. Do, do you, is there, so I guess the question he wants me to ask is uh, where can he find the files on that? Uh, if you know, I know that's I out of the know. blue. That's just a guy. I'm, I'm reading my phone right here. I'm just kind of like, right. So you I'm wouldn't... sure I, I'm, I, I'm sure the guy put them up on Odyssey. I'm not sure okay, what account they're on. Okay. Um, got it. I know they haven't done a formal release through the catalog yet, so I can't really like that's the one that I watched because I know they're the the beta testing process that precedes that, so I know the documentation's the catalog you know, okay. above par. So yeah. <laughs> you if, talked if, about okay. If the NVG guy is watching, uh, by all means, put together a release package. Come to the chat, and we'll we want it. We want to get our hands on it. Yeah, because because um, I tell you that that's I think when I saw I think was it a YouTube channel or, or a uh, mm -hmm. a video or something rooftop and I were, were were sharing it with each other and really kind of thought it was cool because he's he's gotten into 3D printing too 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he wanted to know about that. But so you talked about beta testing, and and in order so in order to get into the catalog, it's got to be you got to have a, kind of a proven product, yeah. Yeah. So wow. you've got to you've got to come into the the chat. It's you can get a link on thegatalog.com. Um, come into the chat, talk to the admins. They'll set you up with a beta testing room. Uh, they'll get some people. Um, they'll, they'll make an announcement to the chat that there's a beta starting and what the beta is. And then the, the, the dev can set whatever parameters that he wants on people to join. So if they wanted them to have certain sets of hardware before they get led into the room to get the mm. files and everything else. And then the dev will publish a file package of these are the STLs that I want you to print and only these and don't modify them at all. Just print them in the way in whatever whatever his prescription of how that print is supposed to be orientation, uh, mm-hmm. file settings, slicer settings, whatever whatever he has to specify, and then they're asking members of the community to go do that, put, print it, put it together, and test it until it fails, until it you know, or if it just goes forever. Um, or, or, you know, and then come back to the chat with any problems that they have, document any issues, and then the dev can go and fix those problems, release updated code, updated files, and they can recycle that again. And they'll continue doing that until the build documentation that they have is to a point where anyone, anywhere can just download the file package, open up the README, see the list of, of you know, required components, see the files, see the list of required settings and whatever guidance, whatever other guidance they need to finish yeah. this project from, from start to finish. Cause we're not looking to have you join, you know, is and this is all sort of bent built around the FGC nine where you're, you're, you're downloading it somewhere where they, where your, your overlords, your government don't really want you to have this thing. And so we don't want you to have to join some some room full of random people on the internet yeah. in order to get to be able to finish building it. We want yeah. you to be able to do that in the shack in the middle of the desert alone yeah. by yourself. And yeah. you can only do that through open source, right? right. You, can, you know, you can't do that through through clubs and teams because you know when there's a, a list of members that that's a list that can be pilfered by the government, leaked to the agents, and next thing you know, you got right. that door that your door get busted out in the middle of the night. And I, w- I won't say open source because open source is talking about like licenses and we're, yeah. we're actively encouraging people to use like a creative commons, uh, mm. creative commons share like uh, attribution. So I, I'm, I'm using open source <laughs> correctly. Right. Okay. Um, it, it's just, we, we don't want you to have to rely on anyone except yourself to put this together. I like it. That's it. It's, it's all about self-sufficiency. It's all about, here's the, here's a thing. Go yep. build it. Some market response to a problem. Yep. That's great. I love it. So are you guys ready for the next segment? Hit me. The next segment is Q tips. Q tips. Are we ready for this? So Q tips is a part is a part of the episode where you get to ask me uh, advice on troubles, issues, problems you're having in your life. And I get to give you the best and or worst advice possible. Um but we don't know really if it's good advice or not. So what do you think? You got any issues? You got any girl problems? Well, I can tell I you. I asked that a lot. I got what, what am I? You got any girl problems? Right. I'm trying to be, you know, uh, I doctor mean, romance or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, some people would think so. My wife's still in Iowa. She won't be down here. Uh, down, move down here for like another six or eight months. Where are you at now? Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah. you're in Florida. I'm a, I'm a Florida man. Oh, hey, me too. How about that? Florida. We're, uh, 
Yeah, Orlando. Okay. <laughs> Jacksonville. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Good. Good. That's awesome. All right. So what problems you got? Alligator problems? Oh, geez. Well, there's there's the you know everlasting alligator problems. There's the air conditioner problem. There's the Florida man problem. Um, these are all high up on the list. Um, yeah. So so I had something. I forgot okay. it. <laughs> Did I throw you off? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're no. not a Florida man, are you? You're a Florida man, but are you a Florida man? No, no, I haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not. You know, um, I'm not. I'm not hunting with my illegal machine gun and flip flops in the Everglades. So okay, okay. We we haven't gone full native yet. Hunting you know, hunting for a meth know, for a methed out alligator. Hey, yeah, we we don't. Hey, no. Control P, we don't have to get methed out, but we could go kill some anacondas down in the Everglades, man. If you, you want, have, you don't right? have anacondas. Down. There, do you have anacondas? Oh, oh, they do. Don't they pay you to kill those? Yes, they pay you to kill them. <laughs> you have nice. anacondas in Florida. Yeah. Does somebody like release a pet? Is that what happened? No, they are native to Florida. Anacondas are not native to Florida. Those are. Amazonian. I have no idea. I, I don't know if they are, but I, they do have them. I'm gonna look it up right now. That's just cool. preview wild. Wrong. That's wild. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know That's I let okay. you down. I had to. Yeah, you did. You let me down. Big deal. Uh, so let's do this. Let's. Uh, we're gonna, they're we're not. Wrap they're it. not no, native okay. to Florida. They're I know not native they're to Florida. Not. But they're an that. invasive species due to <laughs> impacts of native life. I know. That's what I said. And I know that because the internet said that. Yeah. That's well. Everything on the internet's true. Um, I believe. So, I know that's, you know, so the, so that's what happened, right? Somebody had a pet anaconda they brought in from wherever and it got too big. And rather than eat their dog and their third child, they went ahead and released it into the Everglades. And now you have this mutant, mutant Python anaconda population, this hybrid snake that's super aggressive and gigantic. Must have been Betty, just let it go. He's going to eat doodles. You know? <laughs> And they didn't have the heart to do the right thing and chop its head off, so they just let it go. I well, mean, no, because it'll still bite after you decapitate it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to swallow though. If there's nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like, and their teeth face backwards. Is this all snakes? I don't know if it's all snakes or anacondas, but like their teeth face backwards. You notice that? Have you known that? So that's why when they get a hold of you uh, with their jaws, you can't just rip your arm out or whatever, mm. like because the the teeth actually as you pull you try to pull your arm out the teeth keep it locked in because it's facing back towards the towards the opening of the throat and like i said i'm not a a snake i don't know anything about snakes you sound like you you know a pretty good amount about snakes you know they're not native to florida you know how their teeth are placed yeah well i mean i know some stuff bro maybe not a lot i know <laughs> he's seen some, some things i, I know yeah. some stuff man I don't know. <laughs> oh. well i don't know you know you, you watch it so i got this nine this nine-year-old he's 11 now i got this 11 year old boy and he's super into everything nature nature science all that right like uh he he wants to be when he grows up he wants to be a, a fighter pilot, firefighter, ninja engineer, scientist, right? That's what he wants to do. That's, so he's good. So he's awesome. so, good. Kid. So, yeah. So he yeah. wants to go to college for that. And it's like, mm, okay. Um, and so we're always, we're always learning things about stuff. So I pick up on this and I, you know, I don't know maybe when I found out about the teeth being backwards facing, but that was something that, you know, interesting. Sorry. So control P go ahead and go ahead and pimp everything you got. Go ahead and give us all your plugs. 
All right, so I am ControlPew. You can find me at ControlPew.com primarily because I keep getting deleted everywhere else. Uh, Facebook is dead. Instagram is control underscore underscore pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter is now control pew too, because for some reason they didn't delete my backup. Uh, that happened today, by the way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just never ending. Never I was ending sweating time. bullets. I'm going back. I'm going into our DM. <laughs> right? going, we're, we're still on we're today, right? We're control still on today, right? No, no, control Where pew is, is dead. Uh, so yeah, go to controlpew.com, sign up for the newsletter because I'll send you stuff there. Um, it's more likely to get through. Um, yeah, if you want to get started in 3D printing, go to theguide.controlpew.com. Um, and then if you want to find me on any social media network, type in the name of the network.controlpew.com and you'll see if I'm there. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Go to thegatalog.com, awesome. join the chat, participate, have fun. That's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do that. So uh, talk about thegatalog.com. How do you join? What do you um, got to do? Nothing, really. You just come to the website, click on the chat, and then uh, you're basically in. You make an account and you're in. You have to give um, them what, what kind of information? You got to give them like your social security number, mother's maiden name, credit card blood, number. Blood type. Yeah. Blood, type, if, if, blood, blood uh, semen okay. stool sample. Right, fingerprint card, uh, fingerprint cards for all your families, uh, all of your addresses for the last twenty years. Um, if you're not twenty, you need to make some make a couple up. Um, Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, just it's it's at thegatalog.com. It's there's a link at the top that says Team Chat, and then you click it and you just make an account, whatever email, uh, username you want. And that's about it. Got it. Um, yeah, and then if you join the community hang out in the general chat, look for announcements for various betas and uh, other things going on in the, in the, the team. And uh, that's about it. And awesome, brother. You can participate as much or as little as you want to. I'll probably just float around the edges like a fly <laughs> hovering around a turd. Like a lurk. <laughs> like that, you know like what I mean? an alert. Yeah. It's just kinda, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's a wrap, fellas. Thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having you having the time to come on. And again, I want to apologize. Pleasure. We had a couple false starts a couple weeks in a row, and and you hung in there and you came on Unshackled Liberty anyway. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, we appreciate it, bro. Yeah, happy to do it. Happy to and, do it. And this is the second time that you've come on Unshackled Liberty, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think what I can't re- I can't I struggle to remember. Was it last year you guys had me in around the same time? We were it still was, in Hawaii, so we were, it this was, was a little more than a year ago. Um, yeah. And I remember I had just gotten my my 3d printer yeah and yeah. and i was all juiced up that's why we had you on and yep. uh and i printed i printed a couple uh glock lowers that i still haven't completed and um <laughs> and then uh and then uh, we were kicking around the idea i was thinking about doing the plastic off uh the plastic you know the 3d printed ak-47 which, yep. dude, can we talk? So I know we said we were yeah. done. We're still recording. So <laughs> no, it's all good. Th- this I'm, was where this was when we lived down the street from each other, by yeah. the way. So I could so, like four blocks away, maybe. So, you know. so the plastic cop, like I've got this thing printed. Mm, nope. Somebody I know might have printed it once. Uh, <laughs> not an American though, so no, you know, no jurisdictional. It's in China yeah, had yeah, to have been. Yeah, it's definitely China. Yeah, probably Russian or Russia. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. AK. Yeah. yeah. So um. No, Pakistan, Kyber Pass, one of those That's guys. That's right. Yeah, yeah, one of those yeah. guys, yeah. So the uh, this thing is, can you? There are so many different AKs out there. 
So like when you build an AR-15, it's like an adult, like a debt, like a, like a grown man's erector set. It's like Legos, right? Everything right. kind of snaps together. You hear different components. You want this level, this like barrel. You want to have, you want to chamber it in this round. You want to do this. And it's all kind of snaps together. It's kind of fun. Yep. And then, um, but I don't know a lot about AKs, unfortunately. Yeah. And so I know there's a lot of different models out there. Is this, is that yep. kind of like a generic? Can I just build any old kind of AK with that? Or do I have to have a very specific kind of AK? Do you know? So the the generation one of the Plastikov was designed around the AK. Uh, it's an AMD sixty five. So okay. it's a little weird AK. They didn't make a lot of them, but the 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 kits for it were relatively cheap. Okay. Um, the Gen two Plastikov was built for just about any AKM. Okay. Um, and so any AKM parts you find should be able to go into there with minimal uh minimal scraping. Okay. And, and and smudging um what you want to get is a uh, a headspace kit so mm. something because the the barrel has to press into a trunnion it's not a a thread in thing or there's no bolt uh, no. Or, or barrel not holding that in so you have to get a a shot press and smash that in there so if you get a kit that's already headspaced um then you're you're generally good to just drop the parts into your plastikov build um and uh, if you don't know how to headspace an AK and you don't have a headspace kit, you're going to want to pay careful attention to that because that does dictate how the gun functions um, after you, you know, once you have it put together. So I don't trust myself enough. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's one of those where you're like, you should pay attention, but just just do it. Just get your hands on it and start smushing metal together and you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's harder than people like like 3D printing guns or anything else. It's harder than people imagine it to be. And yeah. once they once they try and do it, it's a real simple task. Yeah. And then if you screw it up, you just hit print again. Right. You know, the yeah. the part that's gonna fail is gonna be the plastic part that you can replace. Yep. Right. That you print yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, man. We're gonna go call call it a My call pleasure. It a, call it a show and then we'll go from <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Sounds good.